Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Thanks for joining us for another weekly edition of Growing in Grace. My name is Mike. That's Joel right over there. We appreciate you just dropping by. Maybe you're listening for the very first time. Stick around with us. I think you'll hear some things that are on this program that perhaps you haven't heard before. And if you're not a very religious person, I think you'll feel right at home. <laughs> we don't <laughs> consider ourselves very religious either. And uh, we've talked about that before. What's the difference between real love and, and God and, and relationship versus uh, what is often referred to as, as religion? And, but I'll tell you this. There's some things, if you can go back and listen to our 200-plus programs that we've got uh, archived on Joel's website at graceroots.org, you will hear things on those programs that I'll bet you've never heard in church. So I I say all that to say just make yourself comfortable, (laughs) relax. This isn't uh, just designed to be a a religious program. In fact, we want to talk a little bit more this week, Joel, about kind of springboarding off of what we uh, had been talking about. Commandments versus just living freely through God's grace and, and what the differences are between the two. Yeah, and, and just as a summary from last week, we were talking about love. As as Stephen Curtis Chapman sings, it's all about love, 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 love. So, but is it about the commandment to love, or is it about loving because God has loved us? So we talked about that last week. And uh, like you said, springboarding off of that, just the whole idea of how we live the Christian life. Do we live based upon commandments, whether that be old covenant commandments, like from the Ten Commandments or from the 600-plus other laws that are in the Old Covenant, or even some of the things that Jesus brought up as you know, what we've talked about before as being Old Covenant talk, uh, versus living a life from grace. We love because God first loved us, and not because of commandments, not because we follow any commands. And so the rest of our Christian life, we live it out not because we have the abilities within ourselves to follow any laws. And I know, Cap, some people even say, well, we were saved by grace to keep God's laws, <laughs> to which I say, of course not. That's That was never the point. The law's point was never to get us to try to live righteously. It was to show us that we're not righteous, and it was to pronounce the whole world guilty. And because of that, then Christ came, and, and we have a whole brand new life in him, not based on law and commands, but based upon grace. Yeah, you know, if, if the Israelites had realized when Moses was coming down from the mountain carrying those tablets of stone, if they only knew oh, yeah. <laughs> what God had intended, you know, bringing those things, the ministry of death yeah. being placed before you, ladies and gentlemen, try and keep this set of rules. Just And these are just the top ten, by the way. There are hundreds more coming. Um, <laughs> could have been a real downer. You know, uh, one of my favorite books of the Bible, I'm going to quote something here from Ezekiel, actually, Ezekiel. <laughs> Ezekiel's really not one of my favorite books of the Bible, we but talk about I'm sure there's Zeke good stuff week. in there. Uh, like this, for example, in, in Ezekiel 36, God said, I will give you a new heart, talking about this new covenant that we, we relish in now. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. We've talked about this verse before, but we'll look at it from hopefully a little different perspective today. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. 
you will be careful to observe my ordinances. You know, this this sounds sort of like New Covenant, but still sort of sounds legalistic, doesn't it? Mm. It's not about what we are going to do in, in order to, to live right. It, it's it's God living through us. You know, when, when grace is in control of our lives, there is a desire to want to do what is right. As Paul termed it, to live godly in Christ Jesus. Remember what he wrote to Titus. It's actually the grace of God that motivates us, encourages us, to live godly in Christ Jesus, that that unconditional love, that forgiveness, that newness of life, and that gift of righteousness that's been imparted to us through his grace and, and by faith, this is now what what lives in us. It's a part of our new identity. And so this this new heart that God gives us, notice what, what I read there, Joel, it, it was God saying that I will. Several times he said, I will, I will, I will. And, and that's where we want to stay focused is on what God will do and what he will do through us instead of my own efforts or reverting back to commandments and law, which you were referring to as um, actually enticing us to sin. The, the commandments will actually entice us to, to sin and, and to, to, to go astray. You know, even our own righteousness, if it's left to us, our own righteousness is as filthy rags. Let me point this out. It doesn't say even our sin is as filthy rags. It says our righteousness is as filthy rags. I mean, if it's going to be about us trying to live by commandments, that is filthy, stinking, rotten rags. It's no good. And so it's got to be about something different. It's got to be about the very gift, as you called it. You said the gift. You talked about the newness of life. It's all, it's all about that. It's about God who is at work in us to will and to do according to his own pleasure. He does it. It's not something that we do for him. We don't set out to try to produce good works for him. We don't try to set out to live righteously for him, but rather we rest in him and he does his works in and through us. You know, he prepared good works beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, he's the one that does it in and through us and, and we walk in what he has prepared for us to do. So there's a huge difference between trying to live by commandments, which nobody could ever do. You know, that was the problem with that first covenant. As the book of Hebrews says, you know, it says it had a fault, and the fault was that they didn't keep it. <laughs> and no one ever will, and no one ever has. And and uh, so this, this new covenant was needed that indeed is based upon not our own righteousness, but the gift of righteousness and God himself working in and through us. Yeah, and as we talked about last week, even trying, quote-unquote, trying to love God more can become a part of the law. It becomes a commandment. It becomes a duty. Uh, now all of a sudden the, the pressure is on you to somehow hold up your end by loving God enough, you know, to somehow be acceptable. And, uh, you know, you just got to be careful of that because I, I wish sometimes, Joel, that the Bible was set up a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. <laughs> I hear you. You know, because let's put it this way. Some of what Jesus said did not apply to you and me under the new covenant. That doesn't mean that I want to diminish anything that Jesus said or that it should be removed or that we should somehow ignore it. I think Jesus said everything he said for a reason. There were a lot of teaching moments there, including when he, he told the young man, answered his question about what were the greatest commandments of the law. And Jesus answered him, referring to the laws of loving the Lord your God with all your heart. I, I think Jesus is sometimes trying to make a point 
and and we just misinterpret it. So I just want to say that first and foremost. I'm not I'm not suggesting that the gospels and some of the things that Jesus said and did aren't important, even if he wasn't talking directly to you and me under the new covenant. They are important. They're, they're for us to learn from and to understand what we've been delivered from and delivered into. So having said that, uh, where was I going with this? So even loving God can become a law. And, and I think one of the areas, Joel, where people sometimes get hung up and revert back to, because it becomes a natural thing to do, they revert back to law in order to try to, shall we say, reconnect with God. They were never really disconnected to begin with as a believer, but they they sort of felt like it. And you know why they felt like it? Because they didn't understand that they are already forgiven. They're already forgiven. And, And it isn't because of anything that you've done that God has forgiven you. He simply chose to forgive you. I mean, mm-hmm. this was a choice motivated by, by love and, and out of his goodness, not out of my love for him, not out of my goodness, not out of my obedience. There's nothing that you and I can do to, to make that right in regards to our relationship with him. He has done it all that is necessary to make it right. And, and I, I think here's one place where you were going, you know, talking about uh, the, how the Bible is set up and how the... The Gospels, a lot of what was said and done before the cross was still Old Covenant stuff. A lot of what Jesus said, again, we don't ignore it, but we take it for what it really is. He was given, he was talking Old Covenant, and, and there was a purpose for that. God had a purpose for giving the law, and it wasn't so that we could live righteously. It was to show us how unrighteous we were. And the same with Jesus, when he talked law, when he talked Old Covenant talk, Again, he was trying to get people to see, you can't do this. You can't love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. That's impossible. If you think you love your neighbor as yourself, here's what it is. Go sell all you have and give to the poor. That's loving your neighbor as yourself. It's impossible. It's something that will make a person go away sad if if they think that they really have to live up to this stuff because we can't. And so there was a reason for Jesus talking that talk. There was a reason for God giving the law. And and here is what the law did. Paul talked about it in Romans 7. He says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. Of course not. I wouldn't have known sin except through the law. He said, I wouldn't have known covetousness unless the law said you shall not covet. But here's the thing. Just because it says you shall not covet, that doesn't give us any power to not covet. And that wasn't its purpose anyway. It showed coveting to really be coveting. You know, coveting was in the world before the law came, but without any law, transgressions are not imputed. And so what the law did was it imputed sin to the world. That's what the purpose of the law was. And so there's a purpose for all this, but we've got to get our mindsets off of the law. We've got to get our minds off of trying to keep the law because... As you said earlier, it was the ministry of death. It was the ministry of condemnation. And we've got to live instead in the ministry of grace. We've got to live in the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah, don't don't covet the old covenant, right, Joel? <laughs> it's a tongue twister. <laughs> it's like when people say, I covet your prayers. Oh, you're coveting! Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, under this covenant of law, Remember, a person was not totally forgiven. He had to continue to receive ongoing forgiveness. But at the cross, God poured out all his forgiveness on us through Christ, toward those who are his, toward those of us who believe. 
So we no longer need to ask for forgiveness anymore. And in, in Colossians chapter 2, Paul said, When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out, I think this is NIV, the certificate of debt, consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and uh, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So, so many believers today, Joel, under this old covenant mentality, where they think that they need to be forgiven as they commit each sin. And one of the problems with that is, if, if you have an unforgiven sin, even just one, and then you die, then what happens? Of course it's all been forgiven. It's all been taken care of. It's a completed and finished work. Under the old covenant, it was not that way. And unfortunately, so many of us still walk around with that mentality that they were under before the cross. And, and it, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, that's right, Cap. Because life before the cross was a completely different thing than what we now experience and know after the cross. The cross changed everything. And so now that we know that it's it's not about living by the law, then we know that it has to be all about grace. And so next week here on Growing in Grace, we're going to be talking a little bit more about this, about the newness of life and the gift of righteousness that we walk in. We'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. Hope you'll join us for that. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. Access hundreds of past programs. Visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.